Hey, it's EDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett for this day 16 of month 1, 2024. Today we're going to talk about what happened, how I feel, recapping the 2024 installment of Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday celebration. I want to talk about where I believe we go from here. Then we'll read Genesis chapter 31 through 33. And finally, we're going to go into Matthew and read chapter 11 and then our psalm and our proverb. And we'll be out of here. Oh, no copyright sound too. He's got some tracks. Well, one track they're going to put in here. And we're going to take some time to, to meditate a little bit, to reflect. All this and more we're going to get when we get to it, to it, right about now. I would like to hope that your Martin Luther King Jr., excuse me, put some respect on that man's name. The late and great Dr. Martin Luther King, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. All right, we got it right. One of the most influential civil rights leaders of all time. I say that because there seems to be this conversation floating around. Every year it's funny because something new pops up. Now the conversation is, well, you know, Dr. King uh, was mentored by a Dr. Thurman or somebody. The, the moral of the story is he was the most influential. What I mean by that is he was the one everybody knew. And I don't think anybody will argue that there were uh, other persons who participated and who uh, were a part of the conversation to make the man. But it still does not negate that he was the man. In every organization, whether it's a company, whether it's a church, whether it's uh, a political scene, in, 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 the in, this, in the circumference of these states united, mm -hmm. Joseph R. Biden right now is the man. Now, he has a secretary of state. He has a secretary of defense. He has a secretary of commerce. He has a secretary of treasury. He has a secretary of energy. He has chief of staff. He has... You know, Press per, all these different layers, but they all point to one direction. Joe Biden is the man. When you go to your church, pastor, whether it's a man, whether it's a woman, that's the head of the table. And the WWE is Roman Reigns. I know that has nothing to do with the point, <laughs> but the rock would be okay. All right. In your business, it's the CEO. You know, it, it's the moral of the story is there's the person of influence that carries the ball to the max. And in this instance, when we talk about civil rights, in this instance, when we talk about the advancement of the Negro experience, the one person mostly that we point to is Dr. Martin Luther King. And so I think that, um, well, I don't know if I should have said it yesterday, but I couldn't have said it yesterday because I didn't know. I wouldn't have known to say it yesterday. I'm just telling you the, the outcome and the, the response, if you please, to yesterday. Another response that I, I gathered is what do you do? I told you I read the book, Where Do We Go From Here? And, and there's a YouTube video that's coming out um, uh, one of the school board persons uh, in uh, Mr. Rodney Jordan spoke at uh, my Martin Luther King or excuse me, my Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, symposium on last night. I guess you can call that. And uh, his speaking, he, he pointed to that that uh, speech, that great speech of where do we go from here? Now, the reason why is great, apart from the fact that I'm sick of the dream is because the dream, well, let me tell you why I'm sick of the dream. 
well, I don't think I need to say it. Everybody talks about it. So that that's it's, it's nauseating at this point. But where do we go from here was a blueprint or more so a recanting of an action plan. The whole speech of where do we go from here focused on steps and actions taken to advance the Negro experience. So that's why I fall in love with where do we go from here. But it also gives me pause to think, well, where do we in 2024 go from here? It would have been funny if I said that last year. Like, where do we in 2023? But that's last year. I can't say that anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, how do we get more in 2020? Um, okay, yeah, shut up, Eric. Um, I was thinking, one of the things, the people perish because of a lack of understanding. That is That is always been the centerpiece of my existence, if you please. That we are who we are, that we're in the position we're in, is because most have absolutely no idea what is going on around them. And I was chatting with a, a wise counsel uh, who I would like to submit as a, as a mentor. And he was telling me, he said, you know, we used to do programming uh, on the radio. He used to be a broadcaster, uh, or I guess you can call him a commentator or something. I, I really don't know how to, how to describe him. Uh, but the moral was, it wasn't fluffy. It was just straight up facts. This is what's happening. This is why it's happening. This is what makes sense. And I, I believe deep down in my bone marrow that the hugest problem lodged between the borders of these states united is a ton of folks who are inundated with fluff. It's rhetoric that is designed to uh, appeal to whatever your thoughts and emotions are. I listened or I heard about uh, the president of these, well, the former president of these states united uh, at the Iowa caucuses. He was basically telling the people um, to get up and go vote. And he told him to get up and go vote. And and he said, I don't care how sick you are. Get up and go vote. If you die after you vote, then you just die. But go vote. And the people did it. And I, I, I hear that. Now, I'm not hearing that politically. I'm hearing that from a human perspective. And I'm hearing you have a man that you want to be the leader of the free world who just told you that you don't care if you die as long as you vote first, then die. Doesn't matter if you live or die as long as your vote gets cast. Now, I am not speaking because folk will say well we have to tell these republicans no you can't tell them folk nothing because they're going to believe what they're going to believe they're going to believe what they're going to believe i am of the persuasion at this point in my life that not only are republicans going to believe what they're going to believe not only are white people going to believe what they're going to believe not only are black people going to believe what they're going to believe not only are people of any kind of ethnic ideology everybody everybody's going to believe what everybody wants to believe but what we have here, as we talked yesterday, many people talked about a portrait of the beloved community. Now, what that stands for is when all communities can come together, when all communities can unite around the table of brotherhood, when we can sing together, when we can play together, when we can worship together, when we can preach together, when we can activate ourselves together. That is a true portrait of the beloved community. But the other aspect of that is that that portrait 
is not long lasting. What do I mean by that? Is that inside of that portrait is different cultures, different ideologies, different ways of thinking, different ways of progression that we have found a way or a centerpiece, if we can, that we can agree on. But it's still it's still got some other stuff that, that divides us. And so when we spend our time trying to make other people see the world the way we want them to see it, instead of working on, well, building your own armies, building your own, uh, well, let me not talk in generalization. Let me tell you what Donald Trump is doing. Donald Trump, whether you like him or not, is masterfully, he is almost to perfection building his own people. That's what he's doing. He's not trying to convert anybody. He's not even trying to win anybody. Donald Trump is just saying, listen, I got these folks over here. They're my people. And I'm only going to stick with my people. And I'm not going to try to appeal to anybody that isn't my people. And as long as I can win my people, then we're going to be all right. And, I, and, I, and the funny thing about it is when I when I look at all these people, uh, they talk about polls and and oh, Donald Trump is polling at 42 percent or Joe Biden is pointing at point polling. Excuse me. Couldn't get the word out at 40 something percent and, and, and 40. All these polls, these polls, these polls. And then you get to Election Day. And 81 million people voted for for Joe Biden and 75 million voted for Donald Trump. Last I checked, 75 and 75 is 150 million people. And then you add another six to that. That's 156 million people. Literally half the damn country went out to vote for one or the other. And you talk about some 40 some percent. Well, I guess it could be 40 or 50 percent because half the country voted for one or the other. So where are these polls coming from? Who are you polling? And if, well... I don't know. I'm, I'm not even going to get my pressure up over that because I, I learned a long time ago polls don't mean a damn thing. But what does mean a damn thing? Is not spending your time. That's the thing I learned about whether here in Norfolk, the biking community, whether it's the, the walkers community or, or uh, any other organization that's out here in these streets. Ain't nobody worrying about with people who don't agree with them. I'm the only one to some degree. That's that. Well, I'm not going to say that because there might be some other folks out there. But but I am spending my time trying to convince people to see a point of view that they have already made up in their mind. They don't want to see. What are you doing, dude? Huh? So I have come to the conclusion that that is a waste of my time. And I like Donald Trump for one reason. Because of this reality that I just progressed to you, that I just expressed to you, that I just expressed the desire to progress. And that is working to build your own tribe. Some folks hate that reality. They say we're too tribal already. Well, I'm of the conclusion, well, hey, we just see the world the way we see the world. And the world is big enough. That's the fun thing about it. When you study, when we, I, we, we read in Genesis, if you've been reading it, the, one of the issues that Lot and Abraham had was accepting the fact that the world is big enough for both of us, but it's not big enough for both of us in the same city. What do I mean by that? It means that you go on your hole, I go on my hole. And as long as we have a mutual understanding, we're not going to kill each other. We're not going to steal from each other. We're not going to do anything to bring harm to each other because you can harm somebody and not kill them. You can harm somebody and not steal from them. As long as we are respectful of each and every person's ideas and ideals. As long as that is our mission statement, the brother named Joshua said at the end of his book, Y'all do what y'all want to do. Y'all live y'all lives the way y'all want to live y'all lives. I'm all right with that. 
I, I have decided that this is my ideals and this is my ideas. But I recognize that you see the world a little bit different than I do. And hey, it is what it is, right? Y'all go over there and do that. Just allow me the privilege to stay over here and live my life the way I choose. And if we can be okay with that, if we could be okay with me being over here and you being over there, then I think the world will be better. And, and, and why can't we do that? Why can't we be tribal? We can be tribal and communal at the same time. We can be individualists and communalists at the same time. Is communalist a word? If not, I just made it up. I'm going to submit it to the dictionary for Dr. Lewis Henry Gates. Uh huh. I got about what? About another year. To, I think he's still. I got about a year to get it in. Oh, well, not a year. I should get it in now. I got a year for the book comes out. It's a dictionary that's coming out. The Urban Dictionary, uh, enhancing and 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 proclaiming the the rhetoric and the. Uh, okay, yeah. Doctor Gates, it should be the Negro Dictionary. I don't know. I, I didn't know what it was going to be. I, 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 I'm not going to. I'm too, I don't feel like going to look it up. But Google is your friend. You can, <laughs> um, so, yes, we can be individualists and we can be communalist. We can come together and we can be separate at the same time. We can live in harmony and in division at the same time. Because our harmony respects our division what do i mean our being unified is under the guise that we're different and we like different things but we respect that everybody's the same in being different and so that's that's kind of what my reality is at this point actually ain't kind of it is what it is at this point in time and uh, but that that's a that's a rant. I got I got some action plans that I want to talk about. If you don't mind, stay locked and stay tuned. Mm -hmm. uh, before we get into what's on my mind, I would like to do something here. You got something, Mr. DJ, playing in the background. I would like to open that mindfulness app uh, and go down to reflect. I got three minutes on the clock. And I would like to take a moment to pause. I'd like to take a moment to pause and think about how it feels to give kindness. Let that, just think about it. As we reflect on the life ministry, most folks forget that it was a ministry that Dr. King did, Dr. Martin Luther King did. And I'm feeling a little bit like, I don't want to say anxious, I'm more nauseous. Because I feel like everybody wants to yell out the king, out the king, out the king, out the king, out the king. I said that, but he's good. What about what it feels you and I to operate in this mindset? Kindness, generosity. Caring for all people. Esteeming others greater than thyself. What does that look like? Hmm. I wonder sometimes. <sighs> I wonder sometimes, am I doing enough? People say, oh, Eric, you're doing a lot. But doing and feeling. Sometimes you can help yourself. You can help your own anxiety by understanding others, by seeing others through a different lens. What about it? What is it? It means that you are recognizing, A, that you have the ability you're fortunate that you have something that not everyone not everyone has not everyone is as blessed as you are and so yeah folks might get a little nasty and might look at you a little funny but the truth of the matter is 
They're nowhere near who you are. They want to be where you are. And they're angry that they're not where you are. So if you spend less time responding to their anger and more time responding to their pain, their desire to want to be something better than they are, I think that is the ultimate gift to help folks to come to your level. Not to be what you are, not to do what you like, but to be on your level, your level of economics, your level of status. They can live in neighborhoods that you live in comfortably. They can have jobs that you have comfortably. And they can have the ultimate American dream of life living in. So one of the things that I acquired in my conversation, I had a very good long chat with two local civil rights activists on yesterday and just picking their brain about how to navigate through various issues and whatnot. And one of the fascinating things I learned from those two individuals was Technically, a lesson that I already knew that we had to go on a serious disinformation campaign. And the only way to go on a serious disinformation campaign is to counteract that disinformation with strong information, not information that pushes parties or agendas. But here are the facts, even if those facts don't necessarily Give me or my calls a good light. Let me just tell you what's going on in a hopes that what I am trying to push as an agenda will sway you. That you will see uh, in conjunction with the facts that my plan is the best plan of action or maybe in sharing facts. What I will learn is that maybe I need to tweak my plan too. Maybe, maybe Eric, what you got, nah, dude, that, that ain't that ain't kicking either. And so you do that by explaining a lot of the different things that are going on within our city. The problem with that is, is that we don't have too many places where you can easily gather that information. There's a lot going on. And I'm just restricting these ideas and ideals or this particular point of ideas and ideals to Norfolk or the Hampton Roads area. There's a lot of things that are going on within the Hampton Roads area. The problem is everybody has ideas or has agendas or have um, ambitions, goals, objectives. But nobody has an outlet to share those ambitions, goals, and objectives because all the media does is focus on what got robbed, stabbed, who got robbed, stabbed, beat up, bullied, and broken into. And every now and again, they'll throw some in for a good news story. So you can't really depend on the media to tell you. So what do you have to do? We have to create a sort of, uh, I don't want to call it a campaign campaign. Uh, a hub, uh, a station. I, I don't know what I don't know what to call it, but it, it has to be somewhere where this information can be funneled into. But then the the other part to that is that you don't want to be a mass funneling station because then I become just like the media. <laughs> I got everything being thrown at me. I can't report on all of it. I can't talk about all of it. So the only thing I can do is report on and talk about things that push or connect to the agenda that I'm working on, which gives us the room to promote other content creators, other journalists, other activists, because what that says is, look, I can't do everything myself. I realize that I'm only one guy. I only have one set of hands, one set of feet, one mouth, 
and one passion or one agenda. And my agenda may not seem the same as yours. So let me explain what I'm trying to say. The biking community does not need to come to me with their information. I don't do bikes. Just like I don't need to go to them about pedestrianism. They don't do pedestrianism. So what happens is the biking community, which they're very, very good at, they go out and they formulate and lobby and so forth and so on about issues that matter to them. While I go out and formulate and uh, compile information and situations and and different agendas and different objectives that matter to me and where we intersect where we lock together where that where that loop in the rings like the olympics right you got the rings the multiple rings what that means is that there are different agendas there's wrestling there's basketball there's water sports there's uh, did I say wrestling? I did say wrestling. There's uh, uh, fencing and uh, running. And uh, whew, I can't think of all those different uh, bicycling. They're cycling in the Olympics. Why, why am I sitting here trying to figure out all these different things? We don't care about that. The moral of the story is all of those individual objectives intersect at one corner. The corner of global competition in global sports when it comes to the biking community when it comes to pedestrianism when it comes to african-american culture when it comes to latino culture or filipino culture or insert whatever here we all intersect at one corner where the city of norfolk where the region of hampton roads where the state of virginia we are the country of these states united and if and if that's where we find okay this is where the country can't, this is where all of us agree on the country. This is where all of us agree on the state. This is where all of us agree on the city. This is where all of us agree on our community. And just stick to that. And stop trying to go, well, you're doing that over there and I don't like you. No. Oh, I think you shouldn't do that. No, dude, we got our own thing over here. Am I making sense to you? He Hit me up. Hey, it's EDB anywhere on the internet. Let me know if I'm making sense. If not, then we, we need to... Uh, we need to uh, keep cleaning this up. But for now, we'll just do that. So the other part that I learned from that conversation with those mentors was what is going on in the judicial system? What is the law doing? Not what is politics doing. What is the law doing? For so often, at least for me, I have focused on what politicians are saying. Nobody cares now watch what I'm going to say here. Nobody truly cares what politicians are doing because politicians do not affect your life. They can influence your life, but they don't truly affect your life. What affects your life is laws. Greg Abbott decided that he wanted to put people on buses, immigrants that came from the southern border. He wanted to round them all up, put them on buses and send them to northern states like Chicago and Cleveland and New York. And what happened was the state of New York or the city of New York, should I say, decided, hey, we're going to sue Greg Abbott. We like to call him Governor Hot Wheels. That's why I paused there. And so now Gregor or Gregor, uh, that, that was supposed to be Governor and uh, Hot Wheels. Never mind. So Governor Hot Wheels, what he had was an influential moment. He influenced the conversation. But the influence is not a full effect until the law says what Greg Abbott is influencing is actually legal. So I learned from that conversation that you don't pay attention to what happens in the legislative side of things. You pay attention to what happens in the judiciary. Because if the judge says that the legislation can do it, then then that's what truly affects you. Now, laws are made, yes, but laws can be changed. Laws can be amended. Laws can be tweaked. 
And everything has to, at that particular point in time, go to a judge. Think about it. Joe Biden put out a couple of executive orders and the people didn't like what they do. They took it to the judge. The Congress passed a law. What happened? The White House took it to the judge and said, okay, they said this isn't going to be a thing. So we can go in and get this injunction and this. So the moral story is most folks don't pay attention to the, ju the, the, the judiciary of their area. So that is my plan. What is the judiciary doing? What are activists doing, which sadly to some degree is just screaming and hollering and doing absolutely nothing <sighs> I don't know eh, maybe that's not fair but sadly if it's not fair there's not too many people who disagree with me so uh but what are the what are these activists doing what are people who are people who are in these streets truly effecting affecting infecting there is affecting and then there's infecting affecting is how are these ideas and ideals affecting how we live move and have our being and then it's what are individuals trying to infect our lives with those are two things. I like to see that there are people who are doing things like uh, Rainbow Push and uh, Urban um, United Front for Justice and uh, National Action Network. And they are trying to work on things that affect change. Why you got people like Donald and various uh, hijacking Republicans who are trying to infect that change infected with negativity infected with fear infected with with uh disinformation huh so that's what i'm thinking it's a good idea i know because i came up with it right right hey it's cdb on instagram on tiktok on the twitter i still call it twitter y'all think it's x but i say it's still twitter and I'll be dead before, well, I won't be dead before they, I mean, eventually I'll have to face the facts that, you know, it's going to be Twitter. All right? Right. All right, my friends, uh, hit me up over there. Let me know. Let me know if you're doing something. Let me know if you know. Who you know out here in these streets? Who you know out here that's about it, about it? And, and, and please do me a favor. Do me a favor. Don't, don't call me with somebody that's just selling popcorn on the corner. No, really call me with people. And I don't even know if that's fair because people might be about it, about it to you. And they're not. I, it, it just, yeah, it might. Yeah. So maybe here's the answer. Let me tell you what I'm thinking about. And that'll give us some clarity. All right. I'm looking for people who are a educating folks, educating folks on culture. Educating folks on ideas and ideas that better enhance individualism as well as its contribution to communalism. What do I mean? That I am okay with having conversations with the LGBTQIA first about understanding the plight of their community, but also because it will allow us the opportunity to figure out how we as a bigger community can work together, how our individualism can connect to make a powerful community. Huh? That's the first thing. The second thing that I'm working on is people who have passions, who are working to advance themselves in these causes. What do I mean by that? Business leaders, teachers, content creators, entrepreneurs, artists. There's a difference between a content creator and an artist. I am a content creator. LeBowell's an artist. I just put stuff out there, but he masterfully, uh, okay, I heard you, I heard you. He's like, really, you call him a, what do you do? Bow, wow, wow, yippee, oh, yippee, yay, bow, wow, yippee. Did he do that? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. 
Okay. Um, but but putting artists, those people who are collectively bringing their individualism to the table of collectivism, that they are using their passions and their desires and their goals and their objectives to shine light on the brighter world, to make the world, to affect the world. And then also we want to talk about the people who are infecting the world, if for anything, so that we would know what to avoid. Watch that sheep over there. There's a snake coming over there, boy. Be careful about that. You know. So so that's that's what I'm looking for. Those are the people and the ideas and ideals. And I say that because people are one thing, but then organizations, there are organizations out there that we want to talk to. And then bring me the people talk about mental health too. Yes. Because God, we crazy. Father. 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 That, that didn't sound like it rolled up right. How, well, maybe it did. No, it didn't sound like it rolled up right. No, let me, let me do it. Father. 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 I got I, I No, I, didn't, I still didn't. It didn't appeal to my, my. Nope, didn't do it for me. But Jesus. That's what he said when he was on the cross. He like, Father, these people, they don't know what they're doing. They're crazy, God. They're crazy. Help them out, Lord. Help them out. That brings me to another point that I want to just tuck right in here. We have to be supportive and encouraging to creators, to people who are trying. Because it's hard to be the top of the food chain. And I'm not trying to be funny. It's hard to be the top of the damn food chain. Everybody wants to be the top of the food chain, but when you get up to the top of that food chain, you realize you got to deal with some motherfuckers you ain't want to deal with. These people be trying to kill you, talking about you, always got opinions about what you're doing, always think you should be doing something better, always want to tell you what to do with your life. You're trying to keep a smile on your face. You're trying to be encouraging. You're trying to keep doing good for folks that always want to rip out your heart and tattoo your chromosomes. Everybody you trying to help figure out how to get what they can get at your expense when you was trying to help the bastards anyway. It's hard. And you're, you're lonely. There's people who are out here who their mission is to not be a drunk but then they get up in this shit and they drive them back to what they were trying not to do in the first place. So we got to be out here helping the peoples, encouraging the peoples, letting people know that it's trying to do good, that you are special, that you are unique. And that is OK. Your individuality is what makes our world great. That has to be our central message, apart from everything that we do. I am somebody. The me I see is the me I D. I am phenomenal. Damn it. And I said the me I be, not the me I D. I don't know what the D stand. Well, didn't stand for that. You nasty. Okay, I see how you is. You need Jesus or to get laid. Whatever comes first. All right, that, that, that's, that's what we need to do. Support. Our lovely peoples who's out here speaking of supporting and content creation and all. I think um, I think I know of a way to support content creators. I think I think I know of one way right now to support artists and people who are lyricists. I, I think I have an idea of how to bring awareness to people. Who are doing awesome sauce things in awesome sauce spaces. I think I know what to do. Yep, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and open this. I got this little app here I can open up and and it's got some oh, I don't even know what that was, but that that won't open another the app. I know that. Uh let me let me open this app here and it's yeah, yeah. Just give me a second. Um I, if I don't get back with you in, in the next four minutes, then you know I'd have found what I was looking for. All right, let's see here. 
Whoo, what do I need to, oh, this right here. Hello, it's been a long, long time. Can't get you off my tired mind. Shadow, let the tape rewind and finally ease my anxious eyes. Oh no, I feel you creeping in. My body bleeding sin, I'm drowning. Heaven, can you save me now from these thoughts inside my head? Yeah, you are the devil. Running through my mind. I can't get on your level. I swear to God, I tried. NCS, no copyright sound on YouTube. That's where you find not only Diamond Eyes, but uh, all the tracks that uh, they have in their uh, their portfolio, their catalog, if you please. But it's a great way, as I said, to transition into our time of study in the in the Holy Bible. I was trying to see if I was going to see the Bible or the Bible. I couldn't figure out which one I was going to do. 
We're reading Genesis 32, 13 through 30, chapter 34, verse 31. Okay. Again, Genesis 32, verse 13 through chapter 34, verse 31. Uh, we're also checking out Matthew chapter 11, verse 7 through 30. Our psalm is number 14, verse 1 through 7. And our proverb is still in chapter 3, verse 19 through 20. If you want to uh, check all those things out while you're... Uh, you want to take a pause if I say for the calls. Check all those things out there. You can definitely do that. Uh, before you go, let me give you something to, to meditate on, if you will. To breathe on, if you will. Take a little minute for a little prayer. Lord, Jesus thanked you. He thanked you for revealing things to the childlike that clever. Calculating people miss. I'm going to say that again. Lord, Jesus thanked you for revealing things to the childlike that clever calculating people miss I pray today that you'll help senators and members of Congress be childlike in the best way curious open and fully dependent on their father those are the things we ask in Jesus name amen if you want to take a pause to read that those things we can do that and kept back up with our, our thoughts in just a few moments. So, Jacob is now, well, he's preparing to meet his brother. Uh, for those of you who can't appreciate this preparation, I invite you to go back and do a little reading talk about what happened, how we got here, the trickery, the lies that got us here. This got Jacob all feeling some type of way. Trepidatious, if you please. So he's trying to figure out how he's going to suck up to his brother because, like I said, he didn't leave on good terms. Actually, he left because his brother was trying to kill him. And so now he's trying to go back to the house. And yeah, he's like... I don't know how my brother's going to feel about this. So he rounded up some things. Some of his, he looked around his, his, you know, his stuff. Rounded up one or two details and then sent some, his servants out and said, listen, y'all go ahead and uh, carry these things. And when you see Esau, tell him your master, your, 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 uh, your servant, Esau's the master. Your servant sent us with these things. And so they did what they did. And everybody was gone. That's the important part that we want to get to here. Because this is the part that everybody knows. After he sent everybody out, sent the wives and the cheerings and everybody. And he's back here by himself. And then he has this wrestling match. That's how he got the permanent limp near his booty because he started wrestling with an angel wouldn't let him go he said listen i need something from you because i gotta go face bro man and i ain't about this life so i need you to help me because bro man i didn't screwed him i really really didn't screwed him and this gives me confidence to know that if you are if you can admit your flaws. If you can admit that you messed up. And there, there is wiggle room. I believe with all my soul. I'm reading this. There is wiggle room for somebody. Okay, cool. Um, all right. You know you screwed up here. So um, we got you. We got you. The angel said, listen, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm tired. I've been fighting with you all night long. This is more than 12 rounds. 
even Joe Frazier went down after my, I can't, I can't knock you out. You can't knock me out. We can, we just tired. Can we just, let me just fuck with your leg here. And then maybe you leave me alone. And Jacob's like, no, I see you try to take my leg out. How can you be in excruciating pain and still fighting? That's what you call a badass right there. But he had determination. He wanted something. He was willing. He was going to get it. I'm going to get what I'm going to get. You understand? And so the man said, okay, cool. I'm changing name. You're going to be Israel now. I'm going to call you Jacob. Jacob's weak. Israel. You know why you're going to be called Israel? Because you fought with God and with men. You, you defeated God. There's not too many people in the Bible that can say that the headlines is going to read man defeated God. Jacob is the only one I've seen so far. So now you're going to be Israel. And so Jacob said, all right, cool. So he named this little place where he was Penel, Penali, which means face of God. I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared. Even today, as you think about this, and, and I just want you to just, just meditate on this, if you will, right up and true here. Haven't you noticed that most, you cannot find like hip meat, like right up there in, in, in the top part of the thigh. You don't find any of that. I most folk will argue or most folk will argue it's because of this event that the reason why <laughs> wow i'm sorry i i choked on that <laughs> wow i need to take a sip think about that mm. yeah that's a part of the butt nobody touches mm. interesting so now we find ourselves in chapter 33 Jacob looks up and he sees Esau and so he's setting up the things he's like all right cool this just we don't know how this is going to end so let's all get prepared so he sets up everybody and, and, and flanks them and then he goes out in front and he bows Esau sir how are you Esau's like bruh I, come on over here man give me a hug give me a hug bruh Hug it in, hug it in, bring it in. And not only, or should I say, while they were bringing it in, they love each other. They're brothers. They're brothers. And, you know, you know time apart. What does it say? Time apart. How can I love you if you don't go away? Time apart makes the heart grow fond or some crap like that, they say. I don't remember. Anyway, they're hugging and weeping and. Esau's like, okay, you got the family here. Who are these people? Just introduce me to the introduce me to the peoples, man. Who are these peoples? And Jacob's like, oh man, these these my peoples. These my family. This my family. And he's like, oh, they, you know. so them 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 things and herds and them them animals, all that. Stuff, that's you too. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's me. I brought them brought them as a gift for you because I wanted you to I wanted to know wanted you know I wanted to be friends I wanted to be brothers again he's like man I ain't got time for that man just come on and let's have some fun he's like please please just accept it he's like alright cool that make you happy I got you just just come on let's go have some fun so Jacob is like listen um, I get you I, I, I thank you and uh, um, but uh, we've been traveling a long time our kids are young our animals are young, so we can't move that fast right now. We need to take a break, and we need to pause for the calls, if you please. So can you, uh, can we uh, meet you somewhere else? And, uh, you know, we, we'll just take care of business. Can we Can we do that? And he's like, all right, all right, cool, cool. cool ch check this out. I'm going to head on over. Where, where are we meeting at? He's like, I'll meet you at Sira, or Sire, or Sire, or Sire, Sire. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Esau said, all right, cool. Can, can I, can I at least, can I at least put some people here to watch your back? And Jacob's like, no, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just appreciating the fact that, 
that we can get together and, and we can, you know, we can we can be brothers and we can be warm and we can be friendly and, and we can let bygones be bygones. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to see you back at the at, at the meeting spot. All right. I'm going to head on up here and and take care of business. But uh, I'm going to see you back there. And Jake's like, all right, cool. So Jacob uh, uh, went on uh, as Esau headed back to Sierra. Uh, Jacob and the other hand traveled on to Sekoth. There he built himself a house and made shelters for his livestock. Uh, they were Sekoth, by the way, means shelters. And uh, later, having traveled all day, Jacob arrived safely at the town of Shechem in the land of Canaan. There, he set up camp outside the town. Jacob bought a plot of land where he camped from the family of Hamar, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of silver. And there he built an altar and named it Elo. Really? Why y'all got these crazy names? Anyway, we're settling down here now in this place, this new place. Mm-hmm. And so he settled. One day, after they got all settled in, Dina, the daughter of Jacob and Leah, went to visit some of the young women who lived in the area. But when the local prince, Shechem's son, uh, of Hamar the Hiphite saw Dina he seized her and raped her mm, first me too charge of the Bible but after he did that he caught feelings don't you hate it when that happened y'all just get together y'all just supposed to be just bumping and grinding but somebody got to catch feelings that's why I ain't about that you know well, we can have just a casual. Nah, bruh. Mm -mm. After once or twice, somebody going to catch something and then we go. Mm -mm. No, nah, I'm good. So he caught feelings. And then he went to his father. He's like, daddy, because, you know, he's a rich bitch. All privileged and stuck up and shit. So he went to his daddy like, look, go get me that girl. That's who I want. Go get me that girl. You know how you know how young, stuck up, privileged kids act. And daddy. You know, does daddy do anything for his babies? He went out to discuss with Jacob the matter. And uh, Jacob knew what was going on, but see, his sons weren't around. And so by this time, Jacob's probably old, so he, he ain't really trying to. I don't know. Jacob's a little bit timid, I guess, in that way. So he's he like he relies on he, he got to have backup before he do anything. So he's just sitting there like, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. I'm wait till these boys get back here and then we'll, uh, we'll take care of business. So the boys come back and they were shocked and furious that their sister had been, you know, raped, had me too. You know, she'd been, she'd been assaulted, violated. Um, Hamar tried to speak with Jacob and his sons. He's like, listen, just let my son, he wants to marry you. Just, we, we, we'll give you whatever you want. Just let this pop off. That's all we ask. Just let this pop off. And so, uh, even even the boy got involved. He's like, "Look, I'll give you my whole inheritance." I mean, that that's when you know, bruh man is is about it. So the children are like, "Listen, we can't, we can't, we can't. No, you 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 just foul. And besides, y'all ain't got y'all ain't got your dicks cut off yet. Not the dicks. You got the, the skin on the dicks. First of all, I would love to know how they knew." That the boys won't circumcise. Like, what was y'all just looking at them? How y'all know that? I don't know. So they're like, listen, we'll, we'll make a deal with you. If you go and uh, take care of this circumcision stuff, you, 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 if you handle that, then um, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll work the deal. And Hamar's like, all right, cool. That's, that's all we got to do? Cool, cool. We'll get everybody together. We get the peepees snip snipped, and, uh, and and we're good. And Hamar went through the city and said it like this: is "What we're gonna do? Everybody get together. Let's just get the peepees snipped, 
And, you know, if we can, if, if we, listen, it's good for you. I know, I know it's going to hurt, but we're going to get all they cheering. They're going to get all ours. They got more than we got. And at the end of the day, even if they don't, it's going to all be ours anyway, because we got the babies. So I'm feeling like, hmm, there might be something fishy going on here. Uh, but then before I could even think about that, you got these sons of Jacob that's realizing that all these boys just got the pee-pee snipped. So they, they just sitting there like holding their stuff and drinking Pepto-Bismol and popping pills to try to make themselves feel comfortable. And what happens? The boys come in and kill them all because they realize they're not 100 percent. They can't fight back. So he kills them all. And then the other sons that didn't participate in the killing came back and participated in the looting, in the raiding, took all their stuff, their jewelry, their flocks, took their wives and their children and, and put them in jail. P, do we talk about POWs here? The first Israelite POW camp. And Jacob's sitting there like, what the fuck, man? Yo, why y'all, why, why, why? This is why you don't let dudes go out and think with their penis. This is what happens when you think with your dick. <sighs> Jesus. We're ruined, dude. And he's like, well, I mean, maybe, but as far as we're concerned, they fucked our sister, so fuck them. <laughs> and Jacob is just sitting there like, oh, God, what's going to happen now? And that's where we will pick our time up in Genesis next time. Matthew 11, verses 7 through 30. Basically, just it describes Jesus in a very frustrating moment. He's like, y'all people act y'all like this is preschool. Like we at we outside in the playground and everything is wrong. The sand ain't right. The beach ball ain't right. You don't want to play this. You'd rather play dominoes and we give you the dominoes. You like you rather play hopscotch and we give you the hopscotch. You like you rather play basketball and we give you the basketball and you go back to hopscotch. And then there's another significant part to this that was very fascinating to me. Jesus was like, listen, y'all talked about John. First, y'all said, oh, John don't drink and John don't smoke and John don't don't do all this other good stuff. He must be possessed. He must be demon driven. And now Jesus comes along and he's smoking and he's drinking. Did, did I say that right? Did you hear that? Did, you did hear that. And he's like, well, wait a minute. You didn't like John because he did it. And that was the preacher you said need to go out and do more. And then here come Jesus doing it. And you're like, wait, wait a minute. It doesn't make no sense. I don't understand how we supposed to listen to this preacher. And he out here smoking and drinking and partying and what have you. And Jesus is like, you just can't win for losing with you people. These are, these are not different folks. These are the same folks. And so then he's like, well, then again, they just don't get it. That's the whole point. They just don't get it. And he looks up to heaven, Jesus does, and he's like, listen, let me just take a swig here. Mm -hmm. This is my, my swig of thanks. Because they don't get it. They don't get it. Which brings us to Psalms, who says, only fools say in their heart there is no God. They are corrupt, and their actions are evil. All have turned away. All have become corrupt. But the Lord protects his people. In Proverbs, wisdom, the Lord, by wisdom, the Lord founded the heavens and the earth. He founded the earth. And by understanding, he created the heavens. That's the way he's want to say it. By his knowledge, the deep foundations of the earth burst forth. And the dew settles beneath the night sky. That is our time of Bible study.
realizing that it takes wisdom to really understand how to live this life. And most importantly, it takes a oneness with our creator. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And with that, we bring our time together to a close. And I do so by thanking you on behalf of the platform, which you've chosen to consume this for doing so. And thank you for doing whatever is necessary to make sure you get these pieces of business each and every time they are released to the internet. And then the other thing I'm thankful for is that you do three things. You pray for your friends and your family. You share with your communities and you care. You care about the people who lace up the uniform of these states united and civilized and uncivilized nations all over this world. Yes, they were flipped. Because they're all combined, no matter how you put them there. Whether you're praying for one and caring for the other or sharing. As long as you're doing it. And all are getting support. That's what matters. Till we do this again, Lord willing, and that damn crick don't rise. For me and mine. Until you and you. Laters.